Multiple reports from around the world are suggesting that Australia will buy not one, but two types of nuclear submarines as part of the AUKUS deal to be announced next week. It's uh, reported that the best pathway for Australia to get nuclear subs will involve multiple stages, starting with the rotation of US subs through the country in around five years' time. The government is reportedly also looking at purchasing or leasing the astute submarines from the United Kingdom. Joining me on RN Drive right now is Paul Dibb. He's the Emeritus Professor of Strategic Strategic Studies at the Strategic and Defence Studies Centre in the ANU College of Asia and the Pacific. He's also the former Deputy Secretary of Defence and Director of the Defence Intelligence Organisation. Thanks for joining me, Paul. My pleasure. You've seen these reports. Is this a good plan? Well, look, uh, the, the reports are uh, much more... Uh, upmarket and optimistic than we might have expected. I mean, the reports are variously saying um, the Americans would build five Virginia-class for us, or we would get five Virginia-class, three with maybe two to follow. And by the way, there are already 22 um, Virginia-class at sea in America. Then the report, blow me down, says, and we'll buy eight um, uh, sons of the astute class. Now, these were huge sums of money and put huge demands on the Navy submarine workforce. We're looking at, you know, probably quadrupling or tripling um, the workforce. So it's hard to know. We'll have to wait and see on on Monday, American time, which of these um, reports, as you say, that are swelling through the, uh, the global media is true. I mean, we were only talking uh, with the previous government of up to eight nuclear attack submarines. This is talking about eight plus five, that's 13. It is a good point to make, uh, Paul, about the reporting around this. I think three major Australian newspapers have three different uh, drops about the the purchase and acquisition of different submarines. It gets very confusing very quickly. Let's talk about the Virginia-class submarines. Uh, Mm. I want to ask you what's so good about them. I mean, they will cost hundreds of billions of dollars. Are they worth it? Look, the various cost figures that are kicked around, and they're indicative only, is that, you know, five Virginia might cost about $100 billion, and eight of the Pommy ones might be $150 billion. It's hard to know whether those figures... We know, the, we know for a fact the acquisition costs of a Virginia class per boat are a bit under $3 billion, but the huge life-of-type maintenance... Uh, and running costs. So, frankly, I'm a, a bit caught careful about so many of these reports being released. The answer to your question is, in my view, the Virginia-class nuclear attack submarine is a world beater. There are already 22 of them in service. They'll be in service um, until apparently about 2070. Um, they're infinitely quieter than either the Chinese or the Russian boats. Um, the Chinese will find it very, very hard to detect a Virginia class when it's operational. Th- this is, if you like, the Rolls-Royce of submarines. These Virginia class vessels will also likely be jointly crewed and perhaps even commanded by Americans, given Australia will take years to train up a sufficient nuclear qualified submarine commanders. Will this yeah. be an issue when it comes to maintaining sovereignty, uh, when it comes to the decision making process behind how the assets are in fact used? Well, you'd expect any government, any government in this country, 
uh, is acutely aware that on this matter of nuclear submarines, sovereignty is a key issue. I don't accept the views of those uh, who have been commenting of late, you know, that um, there'll be an American in charge and therefore uh, we will have to go into combat according to American orders. Uh, we've negotiated before in a different way in Australia for sovereignty. And that was when Kim Beasley, and I was involved with this, uh, negotiated with the Americans for full um, knowledge and concurrence about what went on in Pine Gap. And the Americans had never negotiated an agreement like that before. So, you know, these issues are there to be negotiated. By the way, just quickly, while I, I uh, add to my view that this is, you know, the Rolls-Royce of uh, nuclear attack submarines, the Block 5 latest version of the Virginia, which has a 20-metre plug of vertical launch cells for missiles, can fire um, a mixture of, of uh, Tomahawk anti-ship cruise missiles with a range in excess of 2,000 kilometres, and the ADCAT Mark 48 torpedo, which we already have on the Collins, a for a total of 65 such weapons. That is a battleship. Yeah. It has been reported that the third stage of the plan would involve the development of a joint Australia-UK boat based on Britain's planned astute-class replacement. That's according to Bloomberg. Uh, and yeah. I quote, uh, will be based on a modified British design with US parts and upgrades. Does this even make sense to you? I mean, I've covered enough um, talisman sabres and been on US aircraft <laughs> carriers to hear the word interoperability uh, frequently, but that seems to be taking it to almost a, a ridiculous level. Well, you know, as the Minister has indicated, um, uh, we've perhaps in some areas moved from interoperability to integration. Look, with the, with the Collins-class submarine, which when we built it was the world's largest conventional submarine, um, a bit over 3,000 tonnes, um, the combat system that was initially designed didn't work out, and it has now on board the Collins-class submarine, the Virginia-class nuclear attack submarine combat system. We are the only other country in the world to have that. And that hasn't got in the way of sovereignty. If you've just joined me, Emeritus Professor Paul Dibb is here. We're talking about Australia's quite uh, confounding uh, plans, certainly by the reporting today, to acquire a number of different submarines. Given this is more complicated than buying existing technology, Paul, I mean, is there a risk of delays and cost blowouts? That's what we seem to always hear when it comes to defence acquisition. It seems like it's writing a blank cheque. Well, you know, I was involved um, not on the acquisition side, but uh, as, you know, uh, as Deputy Secretary um, on the uh, strategic policy and intelligence side, watching what happened with Collins. Uh, look, in the end, it turned out to be a very successful boat, very quiet, very capable. But you and I know in the meantime, um, the design we had from the Swedes They'd never built anything bigger than less than a thousand tons for the shallow Baltic Sea. The Collins is three thousand tons, uh, and by the way, the Virginia is close to ten thousand tons. And we went with the Collins through enormous cost overruns and redesigning. You would hope with the Virginia, in that twenty of them have already been built at sea, with the combat system that we already operate on the Collins and the torpedo that we already operate on the Collins, that we would stop monkeying around and just let the Americans build to the successful design they've got at sea. The bigger question is over the astute. Um, 
I know the High Commissioner here has been sensitive on some of these issues, but it was well known when the astute cat class was first built, the British hadn't built a nuclear attack submarine for several years, and they really struggled with the early concept and build. And I don't mean just asking for a handful of Americans. I mean that the Americans really desperately had to be involved in sorting that problem out. And that clearly would be a, t a potential risk if we don't buy astute, but a brand new design. Just lastly, Paul, I mean, this sounds like a diplomatic uh, solution rather than a technological one. I mean, yeah. is, this, uh, is this plan designed to uh, please and appease both our AUKUS partners at once? <laughs> you made a very good point. I mean, I do hope... Uh, knowing the three leaders of these three countries, America, the UK and Australia, that we haven't descended to that, you know, you know, you can have this bit, I can have this bit and so on. Um, it is way beyond what any of us expected. Let me repeat that. I mean, the initial announcement by the previous government was eight Virginia class. We're now talking about five Virginia class and eight British ships, a total of 13. And by the way, my rough, you know, uh, calculations of what crew you would need is about 1,400 if we had those 13 boats. Well, our total submarine mariner force at present is 800. And it's not just more than, than, than twice that, because each boat has to have three crews at least. You've always got a boat at sea on uh, operations, you've got a boat coming back, and you've got a boat uh, in maintenance. So it's the rule of three. Um, uh, so we're probably talking about a labour force of about 4,000, as distinct from 800. Well, Where do we get them from? Well, it's always good for the economy when American sailors dock in our harbours. <laughs> uh, we'll have to leave it there. Paul Dibby is Emeritus Professor of Strategic Studies at the Strategic and Defence Studies Centre in the ANU College of Asia and the Pacific. Thank you so much for your time, Professor. My pleasure. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.